You're on EducateForLife.com radio with Kevin Conover. And if you listen long enough, your faith will become... I'm tired of being conned. Don't worry, the con is over, Shay. We're now at DEFCON 1. Did you say carnivore or carnivore? Would you like to have a conversation with Kevin? Then call 800-243-9719. And now, here's your host, Kevin Conover. Bring your tide and bring your shame. Bring your guilt and bring your pain. Don't you know that's not your name? Welcome to Educate for Life. I'm your host, Kevin Conover. My website is educateforlife.org, and we are live today. If you want to call in and talk to my guest, uh, the number is 866-577-2473, 866-577-2473. And my guest today is Mark Spence. He recently helped produce a movie titled The Atheist Delusion, along with Ray Comfort and Living Waters Ministries. I uh, love that ministry, love Ray Comfort, love Mark Spence. He's also speaking at the Creation and Earth History Museum in Santee today from 3 to 8 p.m. So if you listen to this show and, um, and you want to hear more of what he has to share, he has some amazing uh, stories to share with us about sharing the gospel. And if you want to get more um, from him and meet him in person, uh, head on out to Santee Creation and Earth, Earth History Museum, 3 p.m. to 8 p.m. They'll be out there and uh, checking that out. He is the dean of Kirk Cameron and Ray Comfort School of Biblical Evangelism, and he currently serves about 10,000 students. He has served as the head of the Calvary Chapel Bible College and the School of Discipleship in Yorba Linda, California. And uh, Mark, I just want to say thank you so much for being on the show today. Yeah, thanks for having me. You know, I I figured we'd start off with a a question you're probably really familiar with, which is, um, are you good enough to get to heaven? (laughs) You know, this is what I've learned. Uh, When somebody asks me a question, I tend to answer... Uh, with another question. It's the Socratic method. Oh, they right? said you're one of those annoying people. That yeah, you know, I, I guess it does <laughs> uh, get quite annoying. You know, Greg Bonson was great at the Socratic method. He would answer a question with a question so much so that his students would ask, why do you always answer our questions with a question? To which he said, why do you ask? <laughs> right? So, you know, if somebody would say, would you consider yourself to be a good person? I would say, hey, why do you ask? Well, in, in this scenario, I'd say, well, D- define good. Yeah. I mean, do you get to define good? Do I get to define good? And obviously the short answer is no. I, I do not uh, consider myself to be a good person, but I don't need to be a good person, right? So now the premise, do you consider yourself to be a good person? Why do we ask that? Well, it leads to a conclusion. The conclusion tends to be, well, are you good enough to get to heaven? Mm-hmm. Well, what's that standard, right? So short answer, no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a good guy. Yeah, that's what's it. See, it's, Maybe I, a little bit better than Kevin, but not... not <laughs> Wait, Overall. wait a second. <laughs> you have a plaid shirt on. I have a plaid shirt on. If you're watching on YouTube, we both, we planned this. We have these plaid shirts on. Right away, I, I noticed uh, the brotherhood. <laughs> yeah, when, exactly. When, when I saw what you were wearing. That's right. Um, you know, I, I wanted to ask you, The Atheist Delusion, it's the latest movie you guys have come out with. You've come out with all these amazing movies. I remember when 180 came out, and that blew my mind away. I couldn't believe how good it was. Hmm. And uh, I've just been blessed by everything you guys have produced. Now, you were, um, you were involved with producing The Atheist Delusion. Is that correct? Yeah, I've produced and edited all of our films. You have? Yeah. Okay. I didn't know that. I thought it was two of them, but all of them. Yeah. Wow. 
well, you've got a lot of talents. Um, you I, are a better person than I am. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right. so so uh, what prompted the atheist delusion? I mean, uh, so far, what are all the movies? We got 180. Boy, if I can remember, uh, 180, uh, Genius, Noah, Noah, Evolution vs. God, uh, The Atheist Delusion. And, and uh, uh, the... Uh, Okay. I don't. Yeah, you know, it, it, it's <laughs> so, always evolving. So, so why why the atheist delusion? What was uh, what prompted that? You know, it never starts off like that, and we never have a title yeah. until probably a month after I'm done editing and producing to see what I actually have. And let me back up a little bit. 180. You mentioned 180. Yeah. 180 is uh, it's a tremendous pro life video. It yeah. deals with the American Holocaust with, with abortion. But I was actually done with 180. Completely done, and it had nothing to do with abortion. Wow. Nothing huh. at all. It was actually called Hitler's Religion. It coincided with a book that Ray Comfort had coming out entitled Hitler, God, and the Bible. That's so interesting. So Ray goes to the local university, comes back, he gives me some footage, and he goes, here you go, work with this, whatever you want to do. And I'm looking at it, and I notice he asked a question, and it was this. When is it okay to kill a baby in the womb? So he just asked that question. He, I, he brought that in. I looked at that. And I said, hey, go ask that same question. I want to see what they're saying. And then I grabbed a hold of that, grabbed a hold of that shelf to video, Hitler, God, and the Bible, Hitler's religion, rather. And I put it in there, and I looked at Ray, and I go, Ray, watch this. I think we have a pro-life video. So he watched it, and he goes, hey, this is tremendous. This yeah. is great, right? Yeah. So then we, we put it out there, and it's had uh, close to 6 million views on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we sold uh, more than a million or given away more than a million of those DVDs. That's unbelievable. Babies being saved. Uh, yeah, just tremendous. You have testimonies on your website and everything of people talking we, about. We do, and we have people that have come in with their babies and says, I watched 180, and— this child right here is a result of me watching your video, and I decided to choose life. That's amazing. Yeah, and we're, we're, we're floored over the whole thing. Fast forward a little bit to the atheist delusion. Ray just goes out there because he's psychotic, <laughs> and he interviews <laughs> he, he people. He is unafraid, right? <laughs> he, he, well, this is what he, first time I opened air preached with him. Yeah. It was December of 1994. We go down to uh, uh, the Balboa Fun Zone near Newport Beach. Okay. He stands up on a soapbox, and he just starts going for it. And the craziest thing I've ever seen, people still open air preach, right? Yeah. I, I can't believe this. I asked him afterwards. I said, you never skipped a beat. You didn't pause. It's not like you walked around the carousel praying for strongholds. To, no, you just got up there, and you just you just yeah. Yeah. preached. Yeah. He's he, like, I mean, I, you know, if you pause too long, you, you uh, work out why you shouldn't do it, That's right? exactly what he said. <laughs> he goes, I would talk myself out if I think about what I'm about ready to do. Okay, that's encouraging to me because I'm, I'm trying to work up the courage to go out and open-air preach. So what I need to do is get out of the car, walk right up, stand up, and just start talking. You know, and that's exactly <laughs> right because you'll talk yourself out of it. Yeah. We have to remember, who was the first person that Jesus ever sent out to share the good news? It was... The demoniac, right? I think it's Mark 4, Mark 5 over on a Decapolis on the east side of the Sea of Galilee. This guy, he's beside himself. He's cutting himself in the limestone rocks. Jesus gets inside the boat with the disciples. They start heading back over, and this guy goes to get inside the boat. And Jesus says, no. Yeah, yeah. Go home to your family and tell them what great things God has done, right? So what did he know? He could probably fill a thimble. Wow. But Jesus knew that he knew enough to share and for people to respond. And that, that was actually going to be one of my questions for you, because 
you know, a lot of, uh, this is a big topic in the church today is why don't more people share their faith? And one of the things that always comes up is I don't know enough. Right. And so people say, look at, I can answer these people's questions. I don't, I'm not an apologist. I'm not an evangelist. I don't have all this information. I'm too afraid to go do that. Yeah. But what your response would be? Well, I mean, you're right. You know, Bill Bright once said the average, uh, I think he said less than 2% of the local church actually share their faith, mm. less than 2%. I have this motto. If I'm going to fail, I'm going to fail by falling forward. Mm. All right, so I'm going to go to the universities, and somebody might ask me a question I don't have an answer for. What's going to happen? I say, I, I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah good, good, good question. I, I, don't, I don't have a clue. I can look it up. I can Google it yeah. if, if you don't want to Google it. But I think we have this, this thing, right? There, there's no such thing as a cool Christian. You cannot impress people with Jesus when you're still trying to impress them with yourself. We need to get over ourselves, right? Christ already has. Mm. It's not about us. It's about Christ in us, the hope of glory. So when we look at an environment that we may think is a little bit hostile, and believe me, it's very difficult for me to be in front of people. Yeah. I will, I'll go out there in the open and I'll say something like this. I'll say, uh, ladies and gentlemen, listen, uh, my name is Mark Spence. Uh, that's not important, but I'm a Christian and that is very important. You know, the hardest hitting questions that have plagued humanity since man has brought a shadow to this planet are answered in Christianity alone. What is the meaning of life? What's going to happen to me when I die? What's next? What's next? So you may be an atheist, an agnostic. You adhere to the tenets of the flying spaghetti monster. Mm. Maybe you're Mormon. I can relate. Maybe you're Jehovah's Witness, part of the Baha'i faith. I'm not your enemy. We can agree to disagree. Go get a cup of coffee and maybe head our ways. Know this. I'd much rather be considered your enemy tell you the truth, and pat you on the back, say everything's okay when everything's not okay. Hey, let's have a cordial dialogue here today. Christianity, yeah. what are your thoughts? Yeah. Now, I'm hoping nobody comes up to the microphone. I'm hoping <laughs> nobody, I'm, this is what I'm saying, please, nobody ask me a question I don't have an answer for, right? Because that's my flesh. Yeah. But if I'm going to fail, I'm going to fail by falling forward, and I'm going to put myself out on a limb, because that's where the fruit is at, yeah. and I'm going to say, God, do whatever it takes to glorify your name. I got a very short dash. The day you were born and the day you'll die in between this dash. Yeah. It's very short. And and I want to spend it for the glory of God. And that doesn't mean I'm always sharing my faith. I don't always have a track. I don't sure. always, have, always, always have a word, but I want to. Yeah. And I'm learning. That's fantastic. Uh, you know, and that's really encouraging, too, you know, to hear somebody that has done this as much as you have and to hear that, hey, you have those fears, too. You're not, you know, you're, you're, you get butterflies and everything like that. And uh, I think for our listeners, you know, what we want to, um, especially around this time of the year when, uh, you know, people are running into their relatives, maybe they haven't seen in a while, they're running into uh, friends they haven't seen in a while, other people that don't believe, and they're coming together at Christmas, yeah. and they're they're very nervous about uh, approaching this subject, right? Right, hey, right? Don't talk about politics and don't talk about religion, right? right? right and right. so, so um, to, to hear what you're saying, you know, and... What I'm hoping that some of our listeners get to hear from you is how do we take that those steps, those initial steps? And what was it like for you when you first began to share the gospel? Because you don't come from a Christian family. No, I don't. And I'm I'm I was uh, we were talking off air, uh, and you said you have a Mormon and Catholic background. That's really interesting. Yeah. So I want to know how did you? Um, well, I, I'm curious to know how you accepted Christ in the first place. What led you to Christ? But also, as you grew in your faith. What did you do to overcome that the, the, the timidity, uh, the nervousness of sharing your faith and of 
especially open-air preaching. I want to hear about your first time open-air preaching. Okay. So when we come back, um, my guest today is Mark Spence with livingwaters.com. Uh, he just recently got finished producing a movie, uh, atheistmovie.com. Uh, he works with Ray Comfort, and uh, they have a, just an incredible ministry uh, doing a lot of good and also encouraging a lot of Christians to be able to share their faith. So when we come back, was Mark Spence scared the first time he opened-air preached? And uh, what are some of the experiences, amazing experiences or stories he's had? We're going to be right back. Stay with us. Hi, this is Jason Hall, president of Team Home Loans, a branch of Synergy One Lending. I just want to take this opportunity to thank Kevin Conover for the profound impact he's had on mine and my wife's spiritual life, as well as being an incredible teacher while our kids were his students. His knowledge and passion have taught us all how important it is to be defenders of our faith. It's our honor and privilege to support Kevin and his show. It is our sincere hope and prayer that you will continue to learn to be defenders of your faith through Kevin's radio show and through his Educate for Life teaching. Thank you, Kevin, from the Hall family and Team Home Loans. Desiree Burgess and her team at heartsandpearls.com are proud sponsors of Educate for Life. From her roots at San Diego Christian College, Desiree's goal is for women to feel beautiful. Discover heartsandpearls.com. You'll find a custom handmade fashion forward accessory line for the modern woman, child, and baby. Hear Desiree's story now at heartsandpearls.com, where the opposite of fear is faith. In 1947, Gordon Tucker began serving San Diego County families. Today, the family tradition continues with two stores, Tucker's Valley Furniture and Cash and Carry, both right across the street in El Cajon at Maine and Mollison. Whether you want today's modern, eco-friendly furniture or authentic Amish furniture from solid cherry wood built in America, let the Tucker family serve your family. Learn more at tuckersvalleyfurniture.com. A proud sponsor of Educate for Life with Kevin Conover. AM 1210, K-Praise, the Christian station. Kevin Conover. My website's educateforlife.org. You can pick up a recording of this show and previous shows if you'd like to on my website. We're also on iTunes. We're on YouTube. Uh, check it out. My guest today is Mark Spence of livingwaters.com. You can check him out on Facebook. Um, the camera's right over there, uh, Mark, if you want to wave to the camera. <laughs> and uh, you can check him out. He's got all kinds of good information. Um, their website, uh, livingwaters.com, is absolutely amazing. If you want to learn how to share the gospel, that's where I learned how to share the gospel. I mean, I just watched so many videos that eventually it just got kind of filtered into my mind and began to be able to do that. And, uh, you know, the great thing about Mark, you know, we're talking off the air uh, every once in a while here, is that um, he's just like you and me. He said, uh, Mark, you just said that you don't feel like a, a black belt in sharing the gospel, and yet uh, here you are. I mean, you're you're preaching to 
hundreds of people all the time and, and doing amazing things. Yeah. You know, I, I often say that I would uh, much rather lick the inner lining of a Tibetan yak's ulcerated small intestine than <laughs> go in front of a group of students, whether they are friendly or hostile. Yeah. It, you know, it's not an easy thing to do, but it is something that we are called to do. You know, Abraham Lincoln said, I will study and prepare and perhaps my time will come. And that's the way I feel. You know, I'm just, I'm going to study. Spurgeon said, study yourself to death mm. and then pray yourself alive. Right. Well, I went to college, but my major really was carpetology, you know, with the nose down to the carpet and just crying out to God and saying, God, listen, I, I have a very short time span here. I want to be spent for your glory. I want to fail by falling forward if I'm going to fail at all. And when I'm standing in glory and I'm looking over, you know, life's finished story, I just want it to be said that there was a guy who um, stepped out of the boat, you know, and, and when you, it doesn't matter how raging the storm is, if your eyes are on the Lord, it really just doesn't matter. Mm. So I've just said, God, uh, I call heaven and hell as a witness and do whatever you got to do to receive the greatest amount of glory. And I don't care how uncomfortable it makes me. Yeah. Right. So that's, that, fantastic. That, that's, that's what I do. And I fail always. I, I love it. I love it. And really that's what, it, what it's all about is that we fail and yet Christ succeeds yeah. <laughs> despite our failures. So that's beautiful. And that's uh, really... Um, I don't know. There's a lot of hope in that. There's a lot of, uh, I don't have to be this perfect person. I don't have right. to be got all my ducks in a row and have everything all set up perfectly. I just got to show up and, you know, do the best I can. And, uh, sometimes it looks like we struck out, but actually we hit a home run. And right. that, that brings me to your first time. I wanted to ask you, were you scared the very first time you opened? I can't imagine your first time going out with Ray Comfort and, and open air preaching. What was that like? Yeah, I wasn't scared, just scared the first time, but I was scared the last time. I was scared last week. Okay. <laughs> you know, but the first time I was in Las Vegas uh, uh -huh. with Ray, he was speaking yeah. at a church and we we're in front of the Bellagio and Ray said, would you like to open air? And I said, I never would like to open air. <laughs> So what he did was he was pitched a softball question, and he knew that I had an answer. I was trying to memorize evidence that demands a verdict, right? And and the, the case for uh, all these Lee Strobel books, and, and, and I just said, all right, what I'm going to do is I'm just going to get up there, and I'm going to share what I tried to memorize. So I got up there, and I closed my eyes, and I uh, regurgitated something that I read. I looked up, and the people were all gone. So it was like, man, you know what? People don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Yeah. And I'm just regurgitating something that it was so robotic. Yeah. Right. And yeah. not that that's necessarily wrong. Truth is truth regardless. Sure. You know, and each man needs to determine for himself how much truth he can handle. Yeah. But um, I, I wasn't connecting. And I really realized at that point, the only person that was really there was Ray. And Ray came over and he gave me a big hug. And he goes, man, you broke the sound barrier. Good job. <laughs> Uh, that's not as hard as the second time. The second time is going to be harder than the first. All right. And then I, I think I threw up a little bit in the back of my yeah. mouth, but, but then I went out again and now I go to universities regularly. So. That's amazing. And so, uh, what about when you were producing the atheist, um, delusion, which it sounds like it's based off of, uh, Dawkins book, the God delusion. It almost does. But yeah. yeah. It, it's not. Yeah. Yeah. So when you were producing that, um, and you were interviewing a lot of atheists, is that right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So Ray would hit the universities yeah. and he would say, are you an atheist? And he would say, yeah. And he goes, well, this is amazing. I'm looking for an atheist wearing a plaid shirt, a red <laughs> and blue plaid shirt who has a goatee. 
right? So that's if you can't see, this is what Kevin is looking like right now. Yeah. And they would like be step back a little bit. He's like, well, that, that's it's me. a so, divine appointment. Yeah, right. <laughs> and so Ray would say, hey, well, let's just open up in prayer. Would you like to do that or would I? No, I'm kidding. He wouldn't say that. But he would say, he actually said it to Lawrence Krauss, Lawrence Krauss one time before an interview. He says, hey, before our interview, would you like to open in prayer? And Lawrence just laughed. But I digress. He said, um, he'd find Lawrence an Krauss, by the way, if you're listening and you don't know who he is, he's a uh, professor at Arizona State University, yes. I believe. And he, um, he teaches that everything exploded from nothing. So the yes. universe came from nothing. So uh, that's pretty Which amazing. I guess you're okay. You're allowed to do that if you're a theoretical scientist. So yeah. in theory, nothing has to be right. Yeah. You just have to theorize over what, things. Yeah, all kinds of crazy things. Is that a real scientist, <laughs> right? When you just get a – nobody gets to test what you're saying? Yeah. Uh, Anywho, I yeah. do love Lawrence Krauss. He, he's a very friendly guy. He's been very uh, congenial towards Ray and our ministry uh-huh. and with the film, even yeah. when we interviewed him. And I have no idea what your question was. Oh, I was talking about uh, – you said Ray would go up to people and say, hey, right. you've got a plaid shirt. Yes. And- yeah, so that you would have these atheists, and Ray would just say, hey, let me ask you just a couple questions about what you believe, if you don't mind. Yeah. And they would say yes. Now, 10 out of 10 people that he would ask, maybe one person would say yes. Would say, I'm, I'm willing to be I'm willing to, to talk to you. Wow. The other nine would say no. So I looked through hundreds and hundreds of interviews, so Ray approached thousands and thousands of people to come up with these hundreds oh, and hundreds of interviews. Oh, boy, people don't realize the amount of work you put into that. Yeah. That's crazy. That Ray puts into it. I'm out yeah. in my office. Yeah. Well, I mean, still watching all those videos, that's intense. Yeah. I hear you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we were talking about how you were scared when you went out and you were that first time you open air preached. So what kind of advice would you give to somebody who, uh, you know, they're, they're getting their feet wet. They're like, okay, I've got a non-believing relative friend this, this Christmas. Christmas. Yeah. What do I do? Well, how do I, how do I uh, open that door a little bit? You know? Very, very easy. First of all, most Christians I talk to, they've talked to their family in depth. And those are the hardest people to reach, family and friends. Yeah. It's the strangers that are the easiest. So what I do is I invite my friends over to my house when I have a holiday, when my family is coming over. Okay. That's what I'll do. So Kevin, you get invited to my house. Yeah. And I'm expecting you not just to enjoy the good food, but you're going to be sharing the gospel with my family. Wow, that's interesting. And then that's, come Easter, what yeah. happens? You invite me to your house, and I share <laughs> with your family. You want me to enjoy the food, but I put the weight upon my friends oh, to share with my that's family. That's brilliant. Hey, if, yeah. you, if you didn't catch that and you're listening, that's a really good tip right there. So invite some friends over. That takes the pressure off you because your family members, they don't want to hear from you anymore. So, But if you've got a friend that you can bring over— Hey, it's a new, it's a whole new conversation. Yeah, but you know they they tend to respect your friends more than they respect you. Yeah, that's you know, right. prophets without honor in his own without honor in his own house. That own makes family. that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, when we come back, what happened when Mark Spence shared the gospel with a homosexual Olympic athlete on a plane? When we come back, you get to hear his story. This is amazing. Before I lift my cares, I will lift my arms. Not all home inspections are created equal. Experience matters. Joe DeMars and his team at Housemaster have performed inspections in San Diego for 22 years plus and performed over 10,000 inspections for commercial, multiple family, apartments, and residential. So call before you buy or sell and protect your investment. Call 619-660-7866 or online at sandiego.housemaster.com. Home inspections done right. Guaranteed. 619-660-7866. 
Imagine restoring your health in a peaceful cabin in the forests of Julian, California. Milan Chessman knows the power of nutrition, detox, cleansing, and fasting. She is a 34-year pioneer, best-selling author, and nutritionist, and personally supervises and cares for you with a servant's heart. See testimonials and solutions for common health problems at a1fastingretreat.com, 619-562-5446. How can you live in San Diego and miss out on enjoying the water? Fastlane Kayaking sells popular Hobie Cat kayaks that you pedal, not paddle. That means your hands are left free for fishing and fun. Just throw these on your roof rack. They're light and they're easy to use and maintain. Just rinse them off. Try one free on a demo ride. For 36 years, Ron and Debbie Lane have served San Diego with fun, family-friendly water sports of all kinds. Learn more. FastLaneSailing.com. 619-222-0766. This is AM 1210 K-Praise, the Christian station. All right, let's do this. Tuning in to Educate for Life. I'm your host, Kevin Conover. You can call in right now at 866-577-2473. My guest today is Mark Spence. Again, the number is 866-577-2473. And uh, he uh, fails forward. That's what, what he's telling us here, that, you know, sharing the gospel, it's not about getting all, everything perfect. It's about uh, just stepping out and uh, letting the Lord uh, work the way he wants to work. And um, if you want to go to educateforlife.org, you can uh, check out recordings of all the shows. We've got a ton of shows up there, uh, all kinds of people. And next week, I'm actually um, going to be interviewing another evangelist also, Will Graham. He's the grandson of Billy Graham. And uh, we'll get to hear more about sharing the gospel. And, you know, tis the season, right? Uh, Christ came uh, and, and was born a little child and uh, lived for 30, 33 years and uh, died on the cross for our sins. And so... Um, this is a, a great opportunity to learn how to more effectively share your faith. And uh, so, so Mark, you were telling us, uh, or you told me a little bit off the air about your, your incident on the plane with an Olympic athlete. Can you share that with our listeners? Yeah, you know, I was going from Chicago to Los Angeles. I was sitting, by, I was sitting on the aisle seat, and right in the middle, there was this guy. He was coming from the Olympic Games. He had his gold medal. He wasn't wearing it, and I would have been wearing it. Right, he was, had a gold medal. He, he had, had a, won. he won the gold medal. Wow! In the Olympics, right? What, what what year? Do you remember what year that was? It was. It wasn't the last Olympics we just had, but the Olympic before that. Okay. And uh, I looked at him. I said, "Man, I'm I'm so proud of you." Yeah. And he said, "Yeah, my partner is going to be very pleased." Yeah. And so we have that word discernment. Yeah. <laughs> realized what he meant uh, yeah. by that. But when he said that he was gay, yeah. the guy by the window leaned away from him. Wow. I leaned into him, mm-hmm. and I put my arm around him, and I said, man, I'm not moved. I'm not moved by that. So do you feel like he was actually saying that specifically? I think to he kinda... was trying to push me back. Yeah, yeah. Trying to catch me off guard. Yeah. Didn't work, right? I have lots of friends uh, yeah. that are homosexual, come out of that lifestyle even. Yeah. Some that are still in that lifestyle. Some people that still struggle. Mm-hmm. And I said, man, I'm not moved by that. Let me just get this out of there. I... I I'm so proud to be sitting next to you. Yeah. And he, ha- he handed me his gold medal. I put it on, and I <laughs> pretend like I was going to make a, uh, 
a quick exit towards the exit door, yeah, and he yeah. laughed. You're not at 10,000 feet, 15,000 feet. You're not going to make that. And I, for the next three and a half hours, in a very loving, respectful way, I just simply went through the law of God to bring the knowledge of sin. It paved the way for grace and mercy, uh, propitiation, the resurrection, a call to action. And then he said this. He said, you, you haven't addressed the elephant in the room. I told you that I was gay. What do I need to do about that? Mm. And I said, sir, it seems to me you know what you need to do with that. And he said, you're right. And when I get home, I'm telling my partner that he needs to move out. And if he doesn't, I am. Wow. Now, what would possess an individual three and a half hours earlier to be so excited to see his partner to present to him a gold medal? Yeah. This is the elite of the elite, the creme de la creme. Yeah. To go from there to saying, man, there's something deeper. There's something deeper. That's heavy. Absolutely. I think, and I, and I think of all that God had to do to direct our steps and to get us to sit next to each other. And- yeah, and it's so. And again, it just brings us back to this point that you've been emphasizing, which is, uh, was this Mark Spence? I mean, Mark Spence is so amazing. He, I mean, he can sit on a plane <laughs> and he talks to somebody, uh, and boom. Uh, it, it just happens. It, it doesn't always happen. Like yeah. that, you know, I went to give a gospel track to Stevie Wonder in an airport one time, believe it or not. Yeah. Wasn't even thinking. I recognized him. I went up to him and I held out the gospel track and he kept on walking. It was as if he didn't see me coming. Right. And <laughs> you're, he did. You're, you're and a, I know that's You're terrible. a liar. You're I, I'm not lying. That is, Are, is, that that is 100% true. That really happened? That really did happen. Oh my gosh. Man. And I, I went to give one. I, he kept on walking and I went up to uh, Kenny G. Uh-huh. Kenny G, the the instrumentalist musician. Yeah, I went to give him one, and I said, uh, you know, your your music is very inspirational. Thank you so much. I'd like to give you one of these. And he said, no, and he kept on walking. I said, okay. You <laughs> <laughs> know, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Yeah, but, uh, but you did give one to George Clooney. I I, gave, I was with uh, Kurt Cameron, uh-huh. a friend of mine, and with uh, Philip DeCourcy, my pastor. We were coming out of a restaurant. And I said, hey, look, uh, there's a red carpet event. I'm very familiar how these things work. Hey, there's George Clooney. Let's go down, stand over here. He's going to make his way down there, and I want to give him a gospel track. So uh, he got close by, and I handed him a million-dollar bill. Right, we have these million-dollar bill gospel tracks that are really kind of cool. Are those I, effective? You, you know, here's the thing. I found a gospel track on the ground uh-huh. the day that I got saved, and God used a gospel track in my life. Hudson Taylor got saved uh, with a gospel track. The best man at my wedding, he dealt with the Mexican mafia. He got saved from a gospel track. So I say gospel tracks are effective. The Bible's one big gospel track, if yeah. you would. Yeah, that's true. So so I would say yes. Yeah. I would say yes. And um, George Clinton, I went to hand him one, and he took it, and he goes, what, what is this? And I go, uh, it, it's a gospel track. He goes, you know what it is? It's a million. It's my first million. He goes, look, I'm rich. And he held up the million-dollar bill gospel track for the cameras. Everybody laughed. He signed it, handed it back to me, and I said, no, it's for you. And he goes, what am I going to do with my signature? And so I handed him a different one, and I took his, and then we, uh, I don't know what I did with it. That's so cool, man. That is so cool. Wow. So uh, so you're, you're handing out these gospel tracts, and uh, people are getting saved, and you said you got saved by a gospel tract. Yeah, I did. Um, so what, what, take us to that. What happened? When you okay, guys, well, how the, old were you? I was uh, 18 years old, 18, 19 I, the, the night that I got saved, yeah. I was planning a heist at a Miller's Outpost. I don't know if you remember Miller's Outposts. 
They were really big in Southern California. They're uh, like Anchor Blue now, big department store that sold oh, Levi jeans. Oh, boy. I, I, uh, I think I do remember that, but barely. Well, I planned on stealing uh, hundreds, if not a thousand plus pairs of Levi jeans. I worked out the security system, the cameras, and I decided to go down to where this was park. this? Like what this part was of... in Fountain Valley, okay, California. Yeah. So I went down to this house or down to this uh, elementary school, six houses away from where I live. And you were you were a Catholic, is that right? I was Catholic. Okay. I was. So, I, you know, I, and you were going to steal a, a thousand thousand jeans. Yeah. What was I going to do with it? Right. <laughs> stupid kid. Kids do stupid things. Adults do stupid things. I did a lot of stupid. I did a lot of both. So I, I'm thinking through this heist, how I'm going to make this thing happen, and all of a sudden... Wait, i got to cut you off because we got a break, Mark. Okay, so when we come back... Okay, that's the ultimate teaser. That was beautiful. <laughs> okay, so when we come back, Mark is going to tell us about stealing all these jeans and how he gets saved all of a sudden while he's about to steal a thousand jeans. Incredible. My guest today is Mark Spence. He's with livingwaters.com. Uh, recently produced AtheistMovie.com, Atheist Delusion, AtheistMovie.com. Check it out. If you've got non-believing friends or relatives, it's a great uh, website to refer them to uh, to share the gospel. We'll be right back. Yeah, yeah, we've been given a car, been forgivers, and we live in to give them all. Rise up from your past, it's holding you down. This moment. When you need tires or service, count on Conover Tires, Wheels, and Service in Oceanside for a full range of affordable options in all the brands you trust. See their great customer reviews and special offers online. Hours Tuesday through Friday, 7.30 to 5.30, and Saturdays, 7.30 to 5. Call Dan and his team at 760-439-1631. Conover Tires, Wheels, and Service, 2405 Oceanside Boulevard in Oceanside, 760-439-1631. Desiree Burgess and her team at heartsandpearls.com are proud sponsors of Educate for Life. From her roots at San Diego Christian College, Desiree's goal is for women to feel beautiful. Discover heartsandpearls.com. You'll find a custom handmade fashion forward accessory line for the modern woman, child, and baby. Hear Desiree's story now at heartsandpearls.com, where the opposite of fear is faith. Do you have one-button espresso machines in your home or business? They make delicious coffee drinks, but they're not maintenance-free. Express Fix Coffee is San Diego's source for coffee and espresso machine repair, sales, and service. Call Dave Martin at Express Fix Coffee for new and used espresso machines, repairs, parts, and accessories. They'll save you time and money. Call Express Fix Coffee at 619-867-3853. Learn more at expressfixcoffee.com. AM 1210, K-Praise, the Christian station. There's got to be more than going back and forth From doing right to doing wrong Cause we were taught that's who we are Come on, get in line right behind me You along with everybody Welcome to Educate for Life. I'm your host, Kevin Conover. If you want to pick up a recording of the show, if you're just tuning in, and you've missed some of it, um, you can check us out on YouTube, Educate for Life video. Uh, we're also on iTunes. Check us out, Educate for Life. And my website also has all our past recordings, educateforlife.org. Got all kinds of amazing stuff up there. And uh, my guest today is Mark Spence. He's with livingwaters.com. And uh, that's where I learned how to share the gospel. Um, you know, I, I can't recommend what they do highly enough because um, I, I just heard it over and over and over again. And it's, it's pretty much uh, the same thing over and over and over again. And um, you really learn 
what is effective. I Prior to, to watching these videos, I, I would often try to share the gospel, but what would happen is the, the per, I'd say, would you like to be saved? And the person would say, uh, saved from what? And uh, I, I'd be like, well, saved from hell. And they'd be like, well, why, why? I'm not going to hell. I've never done anything bad. And uh, after that, I was like, well, I guess they really haven't done anything bad. And, and uh, it really was frustrating for me. It was really difficult. But once I understood how to properly share the gospel biblically, um, which is really what, what livingwaters.com and Mark Spence and Ray Comfort are, are teaching people, um, boy, it changed everything, everything, the way people reacted. People would, would say to me, wow, that makes so much sense. And uh, it just changed, changed everything. So I can't recommend it highly enough. It's fantastic. Mark, you were telling us how you first got saved. And I, I, I want to touch more on, because um, you, you said this, you said uh, on that airplane with that Olympic athlete, you actually uh, gave him the law. And I think that's what we miss a lot of times. But uh, back to uh, when we left uh, off, you were saying that you were about to steal a whole bunch of, of pants. Yes. Yeah, you know, I was I was at this park, Tamura Elementary School, and thinking through what I was going to do that night. It was a big step. I just got uh, voted most polite, you know, from, from uh, the fellow classmates. I, I wanted to be a con man in the world. I, I was doing a lot of sleight of hand. I actually... Uh, after high school, I toured through Europe, escaping out of straitjackets and chains and things of this nature. Uh, performed at the Magic Castle, inventing magic tricks and things of this of this nature. And and I, and I was thinking through, here, here's the ultimate heist. You know, I'm going to steal these things. I'm not going to get caught. I'm actually going to blame it on uh, someone else. This is a, you are a product of Hollywood movies. and uh... I was. <laughs> I was, unfortunately. Yeah, unfortunately, sadly enough. Yeah, I was. And I saw a piece of paper on the ground and it was crumbled up. And I thought to myself, how dare somebody pollute this planet? Right? I mean, isn't it just ironic? The irony is, is ridiculous. Well, I picked it up, and it was a gospel track. And I decided to pray the prayer that was on there, but I, I thought for some reason my eyes had to be closed when I was praying, otherwise God would not hear me. And on the other side of the piece of paper, it was an invitation to go to this crusade with Greg Glory. And it was the first Harvest Crusade Greg Laurie had. Uh. It was at the Pacific Amphitheater in Irvine. And I was the very first person ever to walk forward at the Harvest Crusade. Wow. I walked forward. He shared this. He said, what would it profit a man if he gains the whole world, yet he forfeits his soul? Like a dagger from a master guy who shoots arrows. It came in. It just, it nailed me. Let me tell you, it just nailed me. And I went forward and I'm standing there and not one other person was standing there. And I misunderstood what Pastor Greg had said. He said, in a moment, I'm going to give you a chance to respond. <laughs> it wasn't respond. It was in a moment respond. Yeah. But I was standing there, and I was a crying mess. And he said, he... in about 10, 15 minutes, I'm going to give you a chance to respond, but don't respond yet. You may want to grab a seat. I'm not done talking. So I, <laughs> and I, and I, when I, sat, I just kind of sat down Indian style there, and, and, and that was it. And God had other plans. I went back to uh, this Miller's Outpost probably two weeks later. I was sharing my faith, and the head of security came up to me, and he said, hey, does this mean you're not going to go through with it? And he was on to me. He was on to me. I was also working as a bartender. Oh, wow. And one of the regulars came up to me. So you were about to get busted. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. He knew it. He knew what I was up to. Yeah. One of the regulars came up to me at this bar that I was working at, and he said, uh, I wasn't even 21. Right? What are you doing working as a bartender, right? Yeah. So here I am. The guy comes up to me. I'm sharing the gospel, and he goes, listen, share what you need to share, then I think it's time for you to leave. No disrespect. You're just not going to last here in this environment. You know. So I go, well, I'm not leaving this place. He's got to have to fire me. So I got fired, oh, right? and, and, oh. and then I left. But didn't look back, didn't give up, didn't let up. I'm not going to shut up. You know, God's in control, and that's what we need to yeah. do. 
Now, now, um, did you did it cross your mind at all as far as you know the whole thing with atheism, evolution, with all these religions? Because I mean, this is a big part of what your ministry does now is you know talking about why the Bible is true, why we can trust the Bible, and these sorts of things. Uh, was that did that enter your mind at all, or was it kind of just like, boy, I, I, I the conviction of the Holy Spirit? I know this is true. I'm I'm doing it. When when did this become a part of your, do you see what I'm seeing, your ministry or your heart? Right away, yeah. I wanted to share my faith, but I had no idea how to do it. Mm. So I began to study. But I was, I wasn't very intelligent. Uh, I, you know, I attended 14 different schools, and it's not because it's 14 different colleges. I just started going from kind of school to school. My parents uh, did a lot of, a uh, of moving. and uh, ADD there. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. So... I, I, just, I made it my purpose in life to just, Carl Sagan, he, he once said, when you're in love, you want to tell the world. I grabbed a hold of that, and I said, you know, I, I want to I share this with the world. And, I, and I'm a firm believer that you know as much truth as you want to know. Mm. You're a Christian because somebody cared enough to share with you. Now it's your turn to return the favor, Warren Wiersbe said. Yeah. So I'm simply trying to pay it forward. I'm trying to say thank you, not here, but with my heart. Not with my lips, but but with my heart. I want to say thank you, God. And I want to say thank you louder than anybody's ever said it. Not that it's a competition. I just want to say thank you yeah. through my actions. Yeah. You know, um, I was reading up on, before before we got on the air, I was reading up on Barna, did a, a study recently in 2013, talking about millennials are actually uh, sharing the gospel at a greater rate than a lot of other groups. And... Um, uh, that age group in, in particular. And uh, it's interesting to me that that's happening uh, because for a long time, a lot of people were saying, hey, nobody's sharing the gospel and everything. And um, what do you think, what what do you think is the number one thing that prevents people from sharing the gospel? You know, as you go out and you speak and you talk to people, um, it, what is the number one obstacle? And then uh, what do we do to, you know, motivate and encourage because, I mean, people know that they're saved from hell. They know that Jesus Christ died on the cross for their sins. Um, is it just a fear of, of rejection, or what is it that's— You know, I, I believe it's almost irrational. If we look at the life of the Apostle Paul in yeah. talking to the Church of Corinth, he said, listen, when I was with you, I was with you. I had no eloquence of speech. I had weakness, fear, and much trembling. Yeah. And then he says over in Ephesians that, pray for me that I might have boldness to open up my mouth as I ought. And of all the people that you'd presume had boldness, it would be the Apostle Paul. Mm-hmm. Of all the people that you'd presume had his act together, it would be the Apostle Paul, the author of one-third of the New Testament. Yeah. Yet he's saying, I don't have my act together. I'm not an eloquent man. I have weakness, fear, and much trembling. But what did he do? He realized that it wasn't about him. And I think that's what's holding people back. They think that it has something to do with them and has everything to do with him, Jesus Christ. It's Christ in you, the hope of glory, not your sound arguments, which as great as they are, they need to come out and we need to share the gospel along with that apologetical argument. That's fantastic. My guest today is Mark Spence. We have one more segment left and we're going to talk a little bit more about sharing the gospel and uh, uh, talk about what are they doing next? What is Living Waters doing next? We'll be right back. You're strong enough to hold it all. I will 
1947, Gordon Tucker began serving San Diego County families. Today, the family tradition continues with two stores, Tucker's Valley Furniture and Cash and Carry, both right across the street in El Cajon at Maine and Mollison. Whether you want today's modern, eco-friendly furniture or authentic Amish furniture from solid cherry wood built in America, let the Tucker family serve your family. Learn more at tuckersvalleyfurniture.com. A proud sponsor of Educate for Life with Kevin Conover. Hi, this is Jason Hall, president of Team Home Loans, a branch of Synergy One Lending. I just want to take this opportunity to thank Kevin Conover for the profound impact he's had on mine and my wife's spiritual life, as well as being an incredible teacher while our kids were his students. His knowledge and passion have taught us all how important it is to be defenders of our faith. It's our honor and privilege to support Kevin and his show. It is our sincere hope and prayer that you will continue to learn to be defenders of your faith through Kevin's radio show and through his Educate for Life teaching. Thank you, Kevin, from the Hall family and Team Home Loans. Imagine restoring your health in a peaceful cabin in the forests of Julian, California. Milan Chessman knows the power of nutrition, detox, cleansing, and fasting. She is a 34-year pioneer, best-selling author, and nutritionist, and personally supervises and cares for you with a servant's heart. See testimonials and solutions for common health problems at a1fastingretreat.com, 619-562-5446. AM 1210, K-Praise, the Christian station. Before I bring my need, I will bring my heart. Before I lift my cares, I will lift my arms. I want to know you, I want to find you in every season, in every moment. Welcome to Educate for Life. I'm your host, Kevin Conover, and my website is educateforlife.org. You can call in. It's your last chance to call in before we wrap up our show, 866-577-2473. If you've got a question about sharing the gospel or sharing your faith, uh, you'd like to ask Mark Spence. Uh, He's with livingwaters.com, and uh, I can't really think of a better person to ask that question. Um, uh, Then please do call in, 866-577-2473. And his ministry recently uh, produced a movie, Atheist Delusion, uh, and it's at atheistmovie.com. Please check it out and uh, share it with your friends and family. Uh, How many hits does that have, Mark Spence, now? Do you know? You know, I never look. Oh, yeah. I never look. I have no idea. <laughs> Stay away from that to, to yeah. uh, get that feeling. I, I saw one of Ray Comfort's posts. He was like, uh, I, I, I'm always looking at Facebook for how many uh, likes there is. I got to stay away from this. Yeah. <laughs> but um, it's got a lot of hits. I think it's over 500,000 now. I've looked. Really? Yeah. And uh, it, it's got to be even, I, I think it's even above that. I just saw an email. But, uh, and then, and then 180 has over 5 million. 5 million, yes. And I know that because Easy told me. Okay. (laughs) So, uh, another guy with an amazing testimony there. But, um, Mark, uh, so, so again, uh, what is Living Waters doing, uh, in the future? Do you, do you, uh, what's the next step? Are you guys producing another movie? What's going on? You know, if you were to ask Ray the question, where do you see yourself five years from now? He would say, doing what I'm doing now, but to a greater degree. Producing more movies, more tracks, more curriculum, uh, hitting the universities, doing all of that stuff. Our next film, as of right now, we go through so many 
title changes, but right now it's called Banana Man. Ah, that that's the one. Uh, yeah, t- I I know the background of this because early in Ray Comfort's career, he used the ba- banana as an example of. Uh, right. Yeah, t- can you tell more about that? Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, the, the atheists make fun of him for this. They they, they do. Yeah. He, you know, Ray's God bless Ray. Ray, <laughs> there there is nobody like. Ray, I mean, th- that guy is the epitome of if I'm going to fail, I'm going to fail by falling forward. What, what is failure? Failure, I think, is um, a lack of getting back up and moving forward. Mm. But when you stay down, mm. that's it. You, it is over. It's like Thomas Edison had something like 300 failures or something crazy yeah. before he invented the light bulb. Yeah. Does that mean he failed 300 times? No, he succeeded. Nobody sees the failures. Yeah. So Ray has used this whole banana analogy. You can Google it. To push him into the forefront of atheist conventions and debates, people think that he's a complete nimnu. They engage in a dialogue with him, and they see, man, this guy's actually very witty and very articulate. Yeah. So he's used that as a soapbox to simply point to Jesus, and and he thanks God for it. So he's going to share a little bit about that inside of his upcoming film, and it's the only film as of right now that I'm not producing and I'm not editing. Scotty Stuart Scott is doing he's doing a tremendous job. That's so. great. Very cool. Uh, and so, as far as that, the banana man and everything, uh, if, you know, Google it. If you're listening to this, you, you won't understand it. But basically, uh, it's an argument for intelligent design that, you know, why is the banana shaped the way it's shaped? Why is it changed colors over time in order to tell you whether it's ripe or not? Very interesting stuff. Um, you know, uh, do you ever uh, have doubts about your faith? Do you ever have doubts I hear a lot of people do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't ever remember doubting. Uh, Ray's told me the same thing, but I don't. I don't want to. I, I know how that can sound. Yeah. So I'm, I'm very nervous walking on, on that on that, that level. That you're overconfident or something. Well, I'm, I'm more confident that God is real than people than you than you're here right now. I'm, yeah. I'm more c- coherent to the fact that Jesus Christ is in me. He has consumed me. Yeah. He wants to reach the world. I'm more coherent to that fact than um than anything else. Wow. You know, so if somebody were to say, "Hey, what would it take to convince you that God is not real?" Mm. I I tend to say, well, "Are you married?" They say, "Yeah." And I go, "Well, what would it take to convince you that your wife is not real? She's a figment of your imagination." You'd say, well, "What are you talking about? That's crazy. I know my wife. I love my wife." Yeah. I spent Well, that's the same way with God. Right, so I have a relationship with the living God, and I know that He's placed that inside of me, and I, I've never looked back over okay. twenty six, twenty seven years. That's fantastic. Um, and uh, I just was just a question we didn't really cover, but I think it's a good uh, place to end. You said when you were on the plane with an Olympic athlete, you shared the law. Can you yeah. just emphasize that or, or go over that for our listeners? Yeah, you know, the Apostle Paul said, I would not know what sin was but by the law. Mm-hmm. We often hear, and I ask people, hey, are you good enough to get to heaven? They tend to say, yeah, because they're comparing themselves to other people. But if they compare themselves to the perfect righteous standard that God has, which is the law, the, the moral code, the Ten Commandments, it shows that we don't measure up mm. to perfection. Yeah. Now, you might be good, I might be good, but who gets to decide what good is? Yeah. So God has defined good much along the lines as Daniel Webster when he said, to be good is to be perfect in thought, word, and in deed. Well, the commandments show us who we are in truth. 
you know, it, it says you shall not lie, you shall not steal, you shall not covet, you shall honor your mother and your father, you shall not use God's name in vain. This is the standard by which we are able to determine that we need help. So why do why do the majority of people, when I'm sharing down at the beach, why do the majority of people, I say, are you good enough to give, get to heaven? They'll say something like, oh, I think so, I'm pretty yeah. good. Well, that's what the Bible says. The Bible says most men will each proclaim their own goodness. Mm. Because we compare ourselves to each other, we'll always find somebody worse than ourselves. But what we need to do is we look into the perfect righteous standard that God has. It shows that we need a Savior, and this is why Jesus Christ was sent. People say, hey, well, Jesus is loving. God is loving. I'm going to get to heaven, you know, because he understands my framework. Yeah. That's not going to happen. Listen, unless you repent, you will perish. Unless a man is born again, he will not enter the kingdom of God. And R.A. Torrey said... Unless a man is born again, he's going to wish one day he was never born at all. Mm. So and, we must be born again. And what does repentance mean? What is the, what is the biblical definition Yeah, it's, of it's the word metanoia. It means a changing of mind. Mm. We have to agree with God that our way is wrong, his way is right. And when you do that, you find yourself turning from everything else and putting your faith in him. What about the person who says, I'm never going to be good enough to be a Christian? Well, Sam Storm said... You're at the closest moment of receiving God's grace and mercy and forgiveness when you begin to realize you can't do anything correct. God does not give his grace by calculated measure. It's not by works of righteousness, which we've done. It is solely based upon what Jesus did on that cross. And when he defeated death on through the resurrection, he demonstrated that the only true story that where the hero dies for the villain was when Jesus rose again from the dead. He mm-hmm. conquered the grave. So it's not about us being good enough. God's not saying, hey, you be good enough. You clean yourself up. He's saying, you lay your life down. And there's a difference between laying your life down and cleaning your life up. He cleans us up from the inside out. Mm-hmm. We'll never be clean enough on our own. We can't do it. So repentance is, I'm, I'm agreeing with you, God, that I'm not good enough. Yes, and I, will, and I will change you. Repentance and faith. I draw near to God, and God does the one thing for us that we can't do for ourselves. Praise he God. reaches into the dark cavern of our hearts, and he turns our heart towards him. And that's the good news. Mark, thanks for being on the show today. Blessing. Livingwaters.com, atheistmovie.com. Next week, I'm interviewing uh, Will Graham, the grandson of Billy Graham. So I hope you'll tune in. That's Saturdays, 2 to 3. My website's educateforlife.org. Thanks for being with us today. God bless you. Merry Christmas. Did you miss part of today's program? Don't worry, we're committed to helping you get the info you need. Okay, that was dumb. But for real, visit educateforlife.com for podcasts and video recordings of the show and to sign up for the School of Unshakable Faith. Leave us your comments, compliments, questions, or concerns at 800-243-9719 or email kevcon at educateforlife.com. That's K-E-V-C-O-N at educateforlife.com. You will always be much more to me. Every day I wrestle with the voices that keep telling me I'm not right. But that's all.